Hey there, and welcome to It's Simply Life. I'm your host, Lisa Williams, founder and entrepreneur of It's Simply Digital, native Texan, single mom to two young adults, and an adventure-seeking worldwide traveler. This is the podcast that blends a little bit of entrepreneurship, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of life, and a whole lot of spice. Hey there, and thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to another episode of It's Simply Life. All right, a couple weeks ago, I teased that I was going to talk more about my trip to Bali, and I was going to go into a little bit more detail, and I have that podcast recorded, and to be honest, I didn't love the content, so I'm going a totally different direction, and I'm going to talk today about kids in and in sports and high-level sports and the pressures that we put our kids under to perform at the levels that they perform at. But first, I want to share a little something that happened to me last week as to why I didn't get a podcast out. So my car was broken into uh, at the gym within a 15-minute time period It was still dark outside, it was early morning, and they took my purse and uh, they broke into two other cars and took two other ladies' purses as well. So my ID, well, my driver's license, my credit cards, my debit cards, and some cash were stolen, and that led to an entire um, rabbit hole of multiple phone calls, that took about three days worth of time. And it was really exhausting between calling the credit card companies and reporting fraud and then calling the police and talking to the detective and then calling the bank and reporting fraud and then talking to multiple people at different levels to report all that stuff. And then because you're reporting fraud um, and because there's been activity on your accounts, then they have to go through all kinds of verification processes to make sure that it's really you calling, which of course I appreciate. But anyway, it was um, a long drawn out ordeal. And then, you know, talking to insurance companies and then my car had to get towed because my insurance company didn't want me driving it with the glass all over the place and then dealing with the dealership of where my car got towed. So it it literally wiped me out. It was nonstop phone calls and nonstop repeating the same information over and over. But I will tell you one thing that helped me get through each and every day was my little um, elixir, Magic Mind. It really does help keep you focused. It's full of nootropics and all kinds of really help healthy things that are good for you like ashwagandha and matcha and a tad bit of honey for a little bit of sweetness and it it just really helps keep you focused and it helps keep me going throughout the day. So if you would like to go get you some of this little elixir called Magic Mind, go to magicmind.co and enter my code LISA20 and they are going to give you 40% off your next shipment. Okay, let's go into kids and sports. 
So I was talking to a friend the other day, and it was jogging my memory about an issue that came up on the soccer field when my daughter was nine years old. And if I knew then, or thought then, the way I think now, or the knowledge that I have now, it would have totally changed my kids' trajectory in sports. But I was caught up in what every other parent in my circle was caught up in, which was getting our kids on the best team, playing at the highest level, spending all kinds of money and more time and energy and effort and just the constant, um, you know, back and forth of getting them private coaches and then playing on different leagues and the travel and the different um the different practices and trying to fit those into your afternoon schedule along with their homework. And, you know, sometimes they just want to be kids. And I look back to some of the things that that we did with our kids uh, at the time, and, and they enjoyed playing sports. They never came to me until they did come to me. If they came to me and said they didn't want to play, of course, we took them out. But they never came to me and said they didn't want to play. But I just... I just remember the pressure that the parents put on these these kids. So my daughter played competitive soccer. And in Texas, at the age of nine, is when girls who play soccer, I think and boys, can start playing competitively. And... It's a whole nother ball game when you go from rec soccer to competitive soccer. And my daughter was getting ready. So this was the year before they were about to go into that competitive league. So she was, these were a bunch of eight-year-olds about to be nine-year-olds, probably some nine-year-olds. And they're playing at a, at a high-level competitive rec league. And she was the goalie, and she missed a ball going into the goal, and the other team scored, and they won the game. And the parents were extremely hostile and upset and saying things about my daughter. And it's almost comical now because I think about oh my gosh, these are a team, this is a team of eight and nine-year-old little girls, little girls, and the parents are mad because we lost the game. Their team lost the game. Our daughter's team lost the game. And they wanted to blame someone, so guess what? Because my daughter was the goalie, that's who they blamed, her. Not the other kids that were also playing on the team who let the ball go by them, or didn't stop it, but my daughter. So needless to say, the mom is, one mom in particular, is extremely upset and saying things about my daughter. And she overheard me commenting about her 
and about how I didn't like the way that she was treating my daughter. And she overheard me and, and addressed me. And I confronted her and addressed her back and told her that I didn't like the way she was talking about my daughter and that it took a whole team to lose, not just one person. Anyway, that led to, I was the, the team manager and that led me to resigning as the team manager. And then eventually it led to us not playing on that team anymore. Uh, or my daughter not playing on that team anymore. And I just think how asinine and how ridiculous the way that we, the parents were. Um, I'm going to give you another example. My son played hockey, competitive high-level hockey. And at the time, I want to say these were either 10 or 11-year-old boys. And two moms were, were literally screaming at each other across the entire ice rink because of playtime or because, I can't even remember, but I know it had something to do with the kids and, and their abilities. And, and I just thought, oh my gosh, these two moms are acting like the 12 year old boys, probably worse than the 12 year old boys, because they're so involved and invested in what the kids are producing on the ice, on the field, on the court. And we don't let them just have fun and be kids. It's, it's this competition all the time. My nephew, I, I talked to my sister recently and my nephew plays football. He plays high school football and he's a freshman and the coach plays the same kids over and over for offense and for defense and for special teams because he thinks that that's going to win the game. And so then my nephew doesn't get a lot of playing time. And this is supposed to be a developmental team. This is supposed to be giving the kids the experience of sportsmanship, of getting coached, of listening to the plays, of playing with the team, just playing football, just learning the game. But how can they learn if they don't get experience? And they don't get experience because the coach wants to win. And because the coach wants to win, he's only putting in five, six, seven players repeatedly, repeatedly, and repeatedly. And so therefore, a handful or a good majority of these other kids don't get to play. And it's just, it, it's, it creates this, this sense that we always have to win and we always have to compete at such a high level for our kids. Our kids have to do this. And we don't just allow them to have free play time and enjoy 
it for the love of the game and make mistakes and understand that it's okay and that's how they're learning and that's how they're growing and that's how they're developing. But we put so much pressure on these little, little kids to play and perform at such a high level. When 99.999% of these kids are not going to make it to the professionals. Yes, a handful of them might get scholarships to various colleges. But if you think about the money that you've invested, and, and not only the money, more so the time, but if you think about the money that you've invested over the years, let's just say six, seven, eight years of them playing competitive high-level sports, between the gas to and from practices and to and from games and any travel that you accumulate, um, the, the snacks, the equipment, the, the, the shoes, the, you know, everything else that goes along with the equipment. And then the money that you pay to belong to these teams. And then you need quote, extra coaching or private coaching, because you really need them to perform at a very high level, or they're not good enough, or they need more practice, which is why they're on the team in the first place. And so then you pay for extra coaching, or extra, um, you know, private coaching, and it just continues and continues and continues. And I just think about the money and the time and the energy that we spent as a family when our two kids were growing up and they were in competitive sports. And it just led me to go, why? Why do we do this to our kids? Why? So if I could have a do-over, which I, I would never, I don't regret anything that I've ever done. It's just looking back and understanding that it doesn't make sense to me today. But if I could have a do-over, I would have never put my kids in high-level competitive sports. I would have let them play for the love of the game, to learn, to enjoy it, to be a good sportsmanship, to learn to be a team player, to get exercise, to move their body, to develop and to have friends, and to have teammates, and to have, you know, a circle. Those would be the reasons. Not to win, not to put pressure on my kids, not to put them in bed at night so late because they played games till God knows how long, all weekend, and then they had no downtime or no rest time. They didn't get their homework done. They didn't get to do anything with their friends. All they did was compete all weekend and they're exhausted and we don't eat normal because we're always on the run. And so how do you feed, you know, a family of four or five, six people, um, healthy, balanced meals when you get home from school and you have 15 minutes before you run out the door to practice and then they're not getting home till eight, nine, ten o'clock at night and then they're supposed to eat a meal and go to bed it's just ridiculous. So if I could impart any wisdom on younger parents, it would just to be to look at your situation and evaluate it and see if it makes sense and see the, the pressure that you're putting on the kids 
and if there's anything you could do to shift that. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and share this with your family and friends. And the other way that you could help support this podcast is by supporting our sponsors, Magic Mind. All right. Have an awesome, wonderful day. I will see you next week. And I am heading to Bend, Oregon. And I leave um, this week. And I will be coming to you from Bend over the next several weeks. And I'll be sure to share a little bit more of my experiences in the Cascade Mountains and, you know, the the Duchess River. I think that's how you say it. Deschutes River. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm not saying it the right way. All right. Go have a blessed day. Thanks again for listening to It's Simply Digital. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It helps me bring on some amazing guests. And you can get a hold of me at itsimplydigital.com or lisa at itsimplydigital.com. I hope you have a blessed day.